welcome to Literacy, ladies. Welcome back. You may have heard our podcast on phonological awareness and fluency. Today, we have memoir reading and writing. Uh, my name is Michelle Wicko. I'm a language arts consultant for the city of Danbury. And my other literacy lady is a legend, uh, Dr. Darla Shaw. Hi, Darla. Hi there. I'm so uh, glad to be back with you again. It's been quite a while. I know. It's our 2016-2017 school year. I can't believe it. Did you have a nice summer? I had a wonderful summer. And how about you? Oh, it was great. It was about 10 weeks long because we got out so early. It was wonderful. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and we're talking about personal narratives and we're talking about memoirs and that's where they come from. These wonderful summers and these small little tidbits and things that happen and just remembering them and being able to retell them and to write them and make them part of your literacy program. Oh, great. Yes, I love personal narrative and memoir writing. And I I just like to start off about what it looks like in kindergarten and first grade because our kindergartners have all their stories from their summer. They even have stories coming off of the bus in the morning. So it's really great in kindergarten to start with um, personal narrative. We call it a small moment in kindergarten. So Mm -hmm. they're writing about a three-page booklet, and it's called a small moment, Uh, something that kids do in kindergarten is that they have to think about what they're going to write. They have to say it to a partner. Then they have to draw it on their pictures. And then they try to write some words along with their pictures. Usually a small moment is going to be something that they did, a birthday party, um, an outing that they went to. One that I read um, as, you know, school was starting in kindergarten. One that I read was how a boy, uh, a little boy was with his dad in the car and where they went. And that was a nice little small moment of them going in the car and actually going just around a parking lot. They didn't even get to go anywhere yet in the story. (laughs) I'm waiting for some other pages. But small moments are so important in kindergarten. And then in first grade, they're getting booklets. They're getting four to five page booklets with a picture box and two to three lines underneath. And they're writing their stories. These stories seem a little bit more detailed. It's about something that they did and they have action in them and feeling. Um, Sometimes in kindergarten, a story would be about a birthday party. I blew out the candles. I ate cake. More of like a list story. Even Mm -hmm. in first grade, um, a small moment story could be, I had a great birthday party. All of my friends came. I blew out my candles and made a wish. Oh, it was a great birthday party. I can't wait till next year. So those are um, how a small moment or memoir writing would sound in kindergarten and first grade. Our kindergartners and first graders can write a lot, and that's what it would look like. Right. And uh, I love how you talk about the small moment. And we also talk about the watermelon. You don't have to cover everything. You don't write about the whole watermelon. You just take one little slice of that watermelon. And it doesn't have to be the most exciting thing. It doesn't have to be going to Disney World. And then all of those little seeds are the little details. And as we go up in the grades, we link the reading and writing even more so than we do in the lower grades. And I particularly love Tommy DePaulo, who used to live in Meriden and is now in New London, New Hampshire. 
And he started with picture books about just simple family things and all of his relatives. And people loved his relatives so much that he put them into these memoir books. And I just like read a chapter about storms and we talk about that as a possibility. Then I read a chapter about parties, like you said, about going to the movies, about what his favorite house was like, about each of his relatives. And we talk about how descriptive he is. And we talk about the dialogue and his visualizations. And then the students, they have their writer's notebooks and they can take notes in these writer's notebooks and they can capture their own family. So, you know, we don't give students topics anymore. We don't give them prompts like we used to give them. We have them come up with their own stories from their own life that we think are going to be very important. Wow, that's great. That's great information. So as um, writers grow up and they come into second and third grade, their personal narratives are those small moments and they're taking up booklets of maybe a little picture box and having 10 to 12 lines where they're writing their stories about something that happened in their life. This is where in grades two and grades three, you focus a lot more on elaboration of the small moment. Once you get out of that watermelon, and I love that analogy, Darla, uh, once you get out of that watermelon and you have that little seed, you have to kind of elaborate that. Let your your reader be there with you in that moment. And using elaboration and organization in your small moment becomes very important. And in kindergarten and first grade, your elaboration is just adding color words, adding labels to your pictures, where in second grade, writers are writing more about their feelings. Oh, I felt so happy once I blew out the candle. I wish for a puppy, even though my mom, I know, wouldn't let me have one because I have allergies. So something like that would be more appropriate in a personal narrative in second and in third grade. And once again, they're writing across pages. And I like how you said we don't give them topics anymore. And we don't really give them a page number anymore, too. I mean, some of our writers need a page, at least one page expectation. But we just let them write we're not worried about the quantity. We were, we're worried about the quality. And we know that um, our writers with great elaboration and organization can write many lines across booklets and really pull us into that personal narrative. Yeah, I just wanted to mention uh, the role of the parent, and I wanted to mention other authors, uh, maybe on a higher level. I love Sandra Cisneros and Jacqueline Woodson because they both really understand the urban environment, and they have chapters in their books that are half a page a page, and they serve as such wonderful models for personal narratives. Uh, Ralph Fletcher is coming out with wonderful stories, and a lot of my students uh, use him as well as Tommy DiPaolo. But I think what we need to get across to parents, a personal narrative is all about storytelling. And at home, there should be so much storytelling, storytelling about the family history. And when a particular event has taken place, kind of review it, retell it, even take dictation from the child and record it. 
And the child loves to see these stories sort of collected and put together. And then when that child is able to read and write on their own, they'll want to start their own storybooks. And also sitting around dinner and telling those stories, making the stories fun, making them informational and so on is so important. And even when the child comes home, the parent usually said, no, did you have a good day at school? And the child will say no, or the child will say yes. And there is no story to tell. And as you said, let's talk about what happened on the bus today. You know, what about your good friend, Judy? What are you doing together um, after school? Uh, You know, ask them questions that are open-ended that will get them into storytelling. Even going around the table at night and starting a story and have them go on and just keep rotating and different people telling parts of the stories. We want our students to be storytellers because storytellers are our good writers. Yes, no, that's really important that parents promote that. And that's that oral language, that rehearsal of telling stories. So when kids go down, go to booklets and try to write down their stories, they have that language in their head or this is how my story is going to go. Wow, so important. Um, Another mentor text I was thinking of, Darla, is Owl Moon by Jane Yolen. You know, that is a beautiful picture book. It's probably about 15 to uh, 17 pages. And it's all about the night that the uh, little girl goes owling with her father. And it's a great story to use as a mentor text. And for all of our students out there who we know you're going to get hired next year in your first year of teaching, um, try to get to know that story and really love it for personal narrative. It's a great one to use as a mentor text. Right. And just in conclusion, I'd like to say for parents too, that book is so good because so many of our nature centers in the area in the fall go on owl prowls. So what better way to go to an owl prowl than with some background information from this wonderful book? Oh, wow. That's great. Yes, you should visit your nature centers. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Literacy Ladies this afternoon. Uh, We hope you have a great day and we will see you next time. Thank you so much and goodbye to everyone.